0: Immigration Advocates Network, podcast. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. This is part of a series on perspectives in immigration reform. And today we welcome Victoria Nielsen, Legal Director of Immigration Equality Action Fund. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Patricia. Why don't we start with some background on your organization, you, and then your work at your organization.
1: Sure, Thanks. Um, so I'm the legal director at Immigration Equality and the Immigration Equality Action Fund. We are a national organization that advocates for full equality under U.S. immigration laws for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and HIV-positive community. Uh, we have a D.C. office, which engage, engages in uh, policy advocacy and legislative advocacy, um, and a New York office uh, with a legal staff that runs a successful pro bono asylum project. We um, won over 100 LGBT asylum cases for each of the last three years and have um, also been very um, active in representing detained people and, and working on policy advocacy on, on detained issues. Thank you.
0: And what about your background? What kind of work did you do before you came to Immigration Equality?
1: And what are you
0: doing there now?
1: Sure, so I've I've been with Immigration Equality for almost 10 years. Um, When I started here in 2003, we were two and a half people. And now we're, I think, 22 people in in two offices. So we've we've grown enormously, both in our capacity and and the scope of our work. Before I came here, I was the legal director at the HIV Law Project, which um, does basic civil legal services for low-income, HIV-positive New Yorkers, and I sort of started to switch to immigration work at at the HIV Law Project, and so it was a sort of natural transition to to move to an organization that focuses exclusively on immigration rights. Thank you. And are you involved in direct representation
0: at your organization? Are you supervising attorneys who do that? What's your role?
1: Sure. Uh, I do um, all of the above. I do some direct representation, though a little bit less now than I used to. Um, We've been very active working with the USCIS Asylum and and Refugee Office. We help them draft their LGBTI uh, asylum guidelines, and I've been training asylum officers on on LGBT issues. Um, We do a lot of training for pro bono attorneys who take our asylum cases um, and i've been you know active on other sort of regulatory advocacy issues, including you know detention standards and um and working on some legislative language uh for issues that affect um, lgbt people in in the comprehensive immigration reform bill
0: hmm. and is the direct representation work predominantly asylum cases, or is there a mix
1: yeah we um We see our mission as working on cases where the legal issue in the case is related to somebody being LGBT. So most of the representation we do, whether it's our in-house lawyers or with pro bono lawyers, um, is for people who are seeking asylum because they're LGBT or HIV positive. We do a little bit of other direct representation and increasingly over the past couple of years we've worked with binational couples who are in dire straits to get um, prosecutorial discretion or deferred action. Um, we have a Defense of Marriage Act challenge that's, that's pending in the Eastern District of New York um, on behalf of lesbian and gay binational couples. Um, we also do direct representation for transgender uh, immigrants who have marriage-based petitions or need assistance getting their identity documents in the corrected gender and you mentioned that your work includes advocacy on Capitol Hill as
0: well. Can you tell us more about the background of immigration equality in the immigration debate, just in broad terms, and uh, you know how, how that's evolved over the years?
1: Sure. So, so we were founded um, in 1994. Uh, at that time, we were called the Lesbian and Gay Immigration Rights Task Force, LIGURTIF, the worst um, acronym ever, so we're happy to change that to immigration equality in around 2000. Um, We, um, you know, basically we saw our our three core issues of our mission were to end the HIV ban and immigration law, which uh, we were successful in doing in in 2010, um, and securing equal access to asylum for LGBT asylum seekers. And you know, while there's still a few kinks there, certainly things have progressed enormously um, for LGBT asylum seekers in, in the last you know, 20 years. Um, and in winning uh, full equality for lesbian and gay binational couples, which um, is something we have not yet achieved and, and are working very hard to do.
0: Hmm. And what are some of the problems with the current immigration system that particularly impact... LGBT immigrants and individuals.
1: Right. Well, as you know, the U.S. immigration system is is based on family relationships. The majority of green cards that people get every year um, are through family relationships, and because the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act defines marriage as only between one man and one woman for all federal purposes. Um, Uh, lesbian and gay couples, even if they're married, even if they're raising children, even if they've been together for for decades, have no means to secure immigration benefits for their spouse or or partner under under current law. Um, Since 2000, um, a bill called the Uniting American Families Act has been introduced in both the House and the Senate. Um, That bill would would change the immigration law to allow U.S. citizens and green card holders to sponsor their permanent partner for immigration benefits. And a permanent partner is defined as someone with whom the person is, uh, in an intimate, committed relationship, financially interdependent, where they, which they expect to, to last indefinitely. Um, and the lead sponsor of that in the House is Gerald Nadler and in, in the Senate it's, uh, Patrick Leahy. Um, and, you know, we've, we've done a good job of building um, support for that bill and, and getting more co-sponsors each year. But, you know, our, our real hope was that that would, um, uh, you know, make an into of immigration reform.
0: Right. And for folks who are maybe not able to follow the progress or perhaps lack of progress in immigration reform, can you explain a little bit about developments in the past week and yesterday in particular
1: yeah so basically um you know as as we're speaking today on on may twenty second you know the conference of immigration reform is sort of in the in the middle of its of its long journey to hopefully become law at some point um you know the The Senate gang of eight did not include LGBT families in in its base bill. Um, We were very disappointed when when they didn't include our families. Um, President Obama and the principles that he laid out for what he thought um, CIR should include did include uh, full equality for same-sex families. Um, We then pushed... Um, the Senate Judiciary Committee, which just finished its markup of the bill yesterday to, um, to add LGBT families by amendment. And, um, as I said, Patrick Leahy, um, the senior senator from Vermont is the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's the lead, lead sponsor on UAFA for the, um, on, on the Senate bill. And, you know, he's just a real advocate for, immigration rights for LGBT rights, um, and he did offer um, an amendment yesterday which, which would have included LGBT families in the immigration reform bill, um, but when it became clear that the other Senate Democrats were not going to vote for the amendment, he um, withheld it, saying that perhaps he will um, revisit it later, later on in the process
0: who have some of your allies been in it you know in addition to senator Leahy other organizations or members of congress and who would you like to see join you in your efforts for reform
1: we have a lot of allies we have um, allies in the faith sorry faith based community we have allies um it, we have a, a business coalition for for immigration reform that's lgbt inclusive um you know they're more than 2,500 clergy members in, in every state in the in the union that are supportive of LGBT inclusion. 28 Fortune 500 companies uh, recently sent a letter to the Gang of Eight talking about their um, hope for LGBT inclusion in immigration reform. Um, you know some of the big immigration groups, the you know United We Dream has been a great ally. LULAC, AAJC. National Council of La Raza have all called for for LGBT inclusion, as has the Congressional Hispanic Caucus in the House. Um, you know what what we've seen, which is you know very unfortunate, is um, really the Republican senators setting up this false dichotomy that that you know LGBT issues are are uh, somehow Separate from immigration issues or a, a social issue. Um, you know, last night Senator Graham started talking about, you know, uh, abortion right, abortion um, amendments that he could have added and, and chose not to, as though you know, including immigrant families where one member is lesbian or gay is in any way rel- related to to abortion rights, and it didn't make any sense. But the, this notion that LGBT rights are completely separate from the immigration community is just, um, I mean, it's just wrong. The people that we work with are, are families and they're immigrant families the same way that that um, heterosexual couples are immigrant families. And, and all that people want is to be in this country together lawfully. And every day we hear from people who have, you know, had to make these terrible choices to live apart, to leave the country, to go under the radar and, and, and live in fear of separation every day um, and, you know. It's it's wrong. It's a family issue. Why don't you talk about
0: immigration equality's you know sort of core principles for immigration reform? Those that are particular to mm-hmm. LGBT
1: immigrants. You know, obviously, we really want to see the immigration system fixed and and see the problems with the current immigration law every single day. Just like anyone who practices immigration law or works with immigrant communities um, sees I mean we're very happy that the bill has made it out of the Judiciary Committee with the path to citizenship um, more or less intact and, and particularly with the faster path to citizenship for uh, for dream act eligible individuals um, and a couple of the other issues that are particularly important to us are um, removing the one-year filing deadline and asylum cases. Um, I would say probably half of the um, LGBT asylum seekers who contact us are affected in some way by the one-year filing deadline, and, and really for, for many LGBT people, they, they just honestly did not know that asylum was even a possibility until they'd been in the United States for a while and, and gotten connected to um, LGBT community here. So for us, you know, seeing, seeing the one-year filing deadline um, eliminated would be um, a huge step forward for many of the most um, vulnerable LGBT um, non-citizens in the country. Um, we we're also very happy to see uh, Senator Blumenthal's amendment on solitary confinement make it through committee that, um, you know, with the, with the detained individuals who, who we work with. Many of them, I would actually even say most of the transgender um, detainees with whom we 've worked have been put in solitary confinement um, mm-hmm. often for weeks or months while their immigration case is pending, um, so having the law um, changed in a way that it would that that basically people could not be put in solitary confinement solely based on their sexual orientation or gender identity and and having oversight written into the law where You know, if people are placed in in confinement, they have to have their placement regularly reviewed, and and have mental health experts or professionals um, meeting with them and overseeing their placement regularly. um, I think would be a, a huge step forward for for many LGBT people. So, you know, we're we're happy with many aspects of of the bill and happy that it's moving forward, but it's still, you know, obviously very disappointing and very hard for us to um, you know to be excited about a bill that that leaves so many of the people who we work with behind.
0: Mm. Right. It seems as though we're going to find ourselves if, if it's not fixed to this round we're just leaving behind too many people and not really solving the problems with the current system. How do you engage your constituency or the LGBT community in the campaign for
1: immigration reform? Yeah, I mean, we've had, um, you know, we have a sort of core constituency that's directly affected by these issues that is very engaged. Um, We do a lot of um, communication through social media, through Facebook and Twitter. We we, um, get a lot of information out and have a lot of um, back and forth with our constituency. Um, We had a very successful lobby day a couple of weeks ago where we had 80 people come down to D.C. from from 22 states and engage in over 130 meetings with members of Congress so that, um, you know, the elected officials would would see that these are real families. This isn't some, you know, abstract, um, you know, gay rights lobby. These are just families who want to be together the same as other immigrant families. Um, So, I mean, that's something we've really worked on is to just really get the the stories of our families out there because, um, you know, I think it's very moving. And, you know, I think that, you know, for example, Senator Leahy, when when he spoke yesterday and withheld his amendment, you know, as he said, with, with heavy heart, I mean, he talked about some of the constituents who he's met with, and, and, you know, compared their relationships to the relationship he has with his wife of 50 years, and, and I mean, to me, that's that's really the heart of the issue. Mm-hmm.
0: How can people find out more about the issues that matter most to immigration equality, and how can they become part of your campaign
1: for reform? Sure. Well, I would say certainly um, like us on Facebook, Immigration Equality, follow us on on twitter um, if you go to our website www.immigrationequality.org um you can sign up for an e-newsletter um, we have and uh, we have a pretty active blog there we also have um, a lot of faqs which are designed to answer a lot of the questions that people have about lgbt immigration issues um, and then our immigration equality action fund website um, has um a lot of tools on it where where people can interact with elected officials to um, to bring these attention these issues to their attention.
0: Thank you, Victoria. You mentioned earlier the um, case pending before the court, and we all know there's a Supreme Court case pending as well. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure, so there there are currently two um, marriage cases before the Supreme Court. one, the Perry case has to do with California's um, Proposition 8. That case, if the court decides it broadly, could lead to there being marriage equality in all 50 states in the United States, or they could dismiss the case on standing, or they could issue a narrow ruling that that only affects California. So there are many questions with that case. The case which more directly affects um, immigrants is the uh, windsor the Edie Windsor case. Um, Edie Windsor uh, was married in in Canada, but lived in New York State. Her her marriage was recognized under under New York law, and when her spouse died, she had to pay over three hundred thousand dollars in estate taxes, which she would not have had to pay if they'd been in a different sex relationship instead of a same sex relationship. So that case is just a straight up equal protection challenge to the Defense of Marriage Act, saying that it's unconstitutional. Uh, for the court to treat one set of married couples differently from all other sets of married couples simply because of their sexual orientation, if the Supreme Court finds that that the Defense of Marriage Act violates um, the Equal Protection Clause, then we believe that people should be able to get green cards shortly thereafter as long as they're married. Um, the This current term of the Supreme Court ends on on june twenty fourth so we're hoping to get a decision in that case in the next month. Um, You know, I think in some ways the fact that this case is pending before the Supreme Court has complicated the advocacy for uh, LGBT inclusion in comprehensive immigration reform. I think even um, yesterday in the hearings, um, in the committee markup, Senator Feinstein said Well, you know, this case before the Supreme Court and they should, they should resolve this. So, you know, (laughs) it's one of those situations where whenever there's a difficult issue, you know, you hear the court saying, well, this is a political issue and the legislature should decide it. And then when it's uh, a difficult issue, you hear the legislator, legislature saying, you know, this is difficult. The court should decide it, which is sort of what's happening here. It's sort of getting punted back and forth. You know, if the Supreme Court does the right thing, um, as long as people are able to marry, they should be able to um, get immigration equality, which is which is what we're after. I mean, the difficulty is, um, you know, CIR is moving right now, and the Supreme Court's not going to issue a decision for another month. So um, it's it, it's a situation where we didn't want to sit back and, and just put all of our eggs in the Supreme Court basket because we, we just don't know what they're going to do. Um, but with uh, with what happened in the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday, it it seems that um, our eggs may largely be in the Supreme Court basket at this point. Um, I mean, we will continue to to pressure the Senate um, and and hope for a floor amendment that would be LGBT inclusive. But that is a, a much um, harder mountain to climb than than the Senate Judiciary Committee.
0: Mm. So you've been a little busy lately.
1: You could say that, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very
0: much, Victoria Nielsen, Legal Director of Immigration Equality Action Fund, for joining us today and speaking in our series of perspectives for immigration reform. My name is Pat Malone, and I'm Staff Attorney at the Immigration Advocates Network. If you're not already a member, I hope you will join us.